push his way up the racetrack, and now here comes Jancic. Jancic goes by Query, and he goes by Inman. Burnell gets a great run, another three wide for the race lead. It's going to drag race off of turn four. Shepard is there, but it's Larry White at the line. Still going to be Pamborn, and they make contact. Britton has broken the race car. AJ Slideways. Alan Johnson wins. Whether you hug the infield tires or rip the cushion, you found the fastest dirt track podcast in motorsports. Welcome to Where Legends Are Made, the official podcast of Land of Legends Raceway. Here's Stephen and Brad Ovens. Welcome, fans, to another episode of Where Legends Are Made, the official podcast of the Land of Legends Raceway. I'm the announcer and host of Where Legends Are Made, Steve Ovens, here joining you for a Another great podcast this week where we will interview two different drivers. One is not exactly a racing rookie, so to speak, but he will be a rookie in the 305 Sprint Car Division. Still has his street stock. He'll tell us all about that, how he got into sprint cars. We're going to talk to Adam Depew, driver of the 99, uh, looking forward to his first competitive laps around the Land of Legends Raceway in a sprint car this weekend at practice. Uh, practice is coming up Saturday afternoon, 4 o'clock to 8 o'clock. Uh, general admission is free. You can come out and sit in uh, any of the grandstand seating that we have available. Pit passes are $25 if you want to roam about the pits and uh, check everybody out that's got their cars uh, out for their first laps around Canadagua for the first time in 2023. So we'll talk to Adam Depew a little bit later on in the program this week. We also will hear from Sterling Lubricant Sportsman rookie competitor Bear Grover. Got a couple of new legend sportsman wins to his credit last season. He is getting ready to step up into the sportsman division, a very highly competitive division, but uh, Bear has been successful and everything that he sat down in, uh, he tells us a little bit about his young racing career. And I mean, geez, a young racing career. Uh, damn, the, the kid's been racing for 10 years or better now. And I uh, had a really great conversation with him. We'll hear from him a little bit uh, later on in the program as well. And then at the end of the show, your opportunity to get a pair of passes to opening night on Saturday, April 22nd. It's our 70th anniversary opener at the Land of Legends Raceway. $3,000 to win for the big blocks. That's Saturday, April 22nd. And it just happens to be our debut for weekly streaming on Dirt Vision. We'll also be streaming on LandofLegendsTV.com for free and on the Land of Legends app as we have all along uh, since we came out with Land of Legends TV. But now we'll be simulcast on Dirt Vision. Can't wait for that. All the big block modified fans that have got that Dirt Vision subscription will now be able to tune in and watch the big blocks from all over the world. Land of Legends TV was already broadcast in 21 different countries last season. And I'm sure we're going to add a few more to that uh, being simulcast on Dirt Vision. So we're excited about that. Uh, we will have a full opening night preview episode next week, getting ready for opening night. And uh, I want to thank Jack Howell and Howell Properties for sponsoring opening night. Excited to have Jack on board. 
But coming up uh, Saturday, again, open practice, any car, any tire, come on out and make some laps at the Land of Legends. We've already had the question, no, no motorcycles. <laughs> no motorcycles allowed um, on open practice. We're looking for race cars here. Um, so that'll be open practice on Saturday the 15th. So if you're watching uh, or listening uh, before practice on the 15th, that's where we will be. Saturday afternoon. Drivers, if you're listening, drivers of the Land of Legends Raceway, and you have not signed up for my race pass, by the time this podcast comes out, you've got about 10 hours left to sign up to get entered for a chance to win one of three different pairs of pit passes that you can use uh, at any point during the uh, 2023 season. And, and drivers, you're going to have to fill your driver profile out anyway. You might as well do it today and give yourself an opportunity uh, to win a couple of pit passes. You, hey, you can use both of them on opening night if you want to. Uh, there's no reason not to sign up early. And I can guarantee this, opening night will be crazy. It always is. It's always crazy on the first night of racing. And if you don't have your My Race Pass profile set up when you get to the track on opening night, you're setting yourself up for a little bit of headache when you want to be focusing on your race car. Get those My Race uh, my race Pass profiles set up. Get it done early. You don't have to worry about it on opening night. And when you roll in, you can roll the car off the trailer and start talking setup and strategy with your crews and not have to worry about doing all this computer crap uh, on opening night. So do yourself a favor, do our staff a favor, get that profile done. And if you get it done by 1159 on Friday night, April 14th, you'll have an opportunity to win a couple of pit passes. We'll do that drawing and announce the winners of that on Saturday. Don't have to be uh, present at practice to, to be in the running for that. You just got to get your profile done and get your transponder number in that profile as well. A lot of drivers, that it's either right on your transponder. If you uh, get the membership uh, to, to activate the transponder, it, it'll be on that website as well. And if you can't find it at all other uh, places, uh, let me know. Let Gary Spade know. We'll try to look it up for you uh, if possible. But get those uh, MRP profiles done and uh, get a chance for some pit passes so let's get right into it we got two drivers this week two a main interviews of the week after bear grover uh, after we talk with him we're going to give away a pair of passes to opening night so stick around for this week's trivia question you're listening to where legends are made the official podcast of land of legends raceway By the grace of God and 800 horsepower, it's time for the A-Main Interview of the Week. Welcome back, race fans, to Where Legends Are Made, the official podcast of the Land of Legends Raceway. My name is Steve Ovens, and joining us here for our first of two, we've got double A-Main Interviews of the Week for you, and our, our first A-Main Interview of the Week is a driver that uh, is graduating out of the street stock class, got a 305 sprint car. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that in, in just a second, but Adam DePew joining us on the show. Adam, I appreciate the time, and uh, I can't believe the offseason is uh, shortly uh, not going to be called the offseason anymore. 
I know it was, it went really quick this year. It sure did. And you know, one of our big themes at the track this year is, is the 70th anniversary. And, oh. you know, I, I know that, um, you know, you've got a, a lot of, a lot of good quality years in at the, at the racetrack, but I, I've been trying to ask as many people as I can, you know, kind of celebrating our history and looking back at these 70 years or, or as many of them as our drivers have, you know, seen, um, what, what was your earliest uh, memories of Canadagua? Actually, I started going to Canadagua, um, in my early twenties, I was always an asphalt fan and my dad would take a suspensor every Friday night. And then when I got older, uh, for somehow I ended up at Canadagua and sitting in the stands for probably five years. And then, uh, I'm like, I think I could do this stuff. And we went out and bought a car and here we are today. The, the rest is history, right? The rest is history. <laughs> what was, um, so, so growing up a, a fan of Spencer, what, what was it, uh, what was it about the dirt that, that lured you there? Or, or, you know, did you just go with a buddy one night or how'd that happen? I, you know, to be honest with you, I really don't remember how we got there. Um, like I said, for my whole life growing up, my dad took us to Spencer and, you know, Richie Evans and all them, um, and then we got down to dirt one night and that was it. I mean, we were there every Saturday night. You, uh, you know, let's talk about, you know, your, your racing history. You, you've, you've etched your name pretty solidly in the, in the full fender record books and everybody, when I ask them this question, I am always interested in, in the answer. Cause it's, it's always different for everybody. But when you, you know, I, and I don't know, maybe you've never looked at it, but if you have ever looked at those records and, and the stats that are posted online, what, what's your reaction to that? You know, I, I really don't believe that we've had that many wins and, you know, against the quality field that we have every week, um, you know, because we've been in and out of the street stock class for since I've been racing, I've raced, you know, 360 late models crate late models all that stuff so to have that many wins against that quality of field uh week in week out is is pretty amazing absolutely it is um you know you've spent uh, a majority of your time uh you know in the in the full fender division and so i i gotta ask i've, I've seen the pictures of the sprint car do we still have the street stock is that what so where where are we at uh, with the fleet right now um both cars are pretty much done i do have the street stock still um we haven't decided what we're doing with it yet uh it's sitting here up on the lift all done and ready to go but we're not sure if we're going to race it when we're going to race it um we're going to concentrate on the sprint car and see how that goes so how did the sprint car come about I, you know if you want me to be honest I, the cost is really what got me into the sprint car um, I'm not afraid to take a challenge, uh, get my teeth kicked in a little bit, but, um, the cost really was getting out of hand with the street stock to a point where the 305 actually just made sense from a cost standpoint. Okay. And you know, you, that's a, that's a great segue because I, I felt like your win last year uh, against the the field and, and the competitive, you know, the competitive field that you're racing against now, 
I felt like your win last year was, and and there's going to be people that are listening to this to say, you know, oh, he just doesn't like the CRS cars, and and that couldn't be the furthest from the truth. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with them, I, but when when you pulled into victory lane last year, I said, hey, that's one for the non CRS cars because you know they they have been very strong uh, at Land of Legends. But I just felt like yours was, hey, man, that's that's one for, you know, the the street stocks that that we've known for quite a long time. Well, and you know, in the car, you know, I bought a car. It was a proven car. You know, this car's got a ton of wins on it from guys, you know, from Byron DeWitt to Josh Pangrazio to Adam Ashcroft. All those guys got wins on this car. So when we bought it, you know, we had great. Oh, we had back-to-back championships with it. And then, you know, the 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 class just took a turn with the uh the hybrid cars and the geometry on those cars are so much better than what what I could ever get out of this car. Um so yeah, last year it was it was really uh I don't know if it I lucked into it, but it was a good feeling to get a win against those good cars out there now. Is there, is there, and, and I'm sure, you know, cost obviously played a, plays a factor here, but is there anything else with the type of car that you have with the streets? Is there any, is there anything else that you can do that, that would get it closer to where they're at, you know, with the, from that geometry perspective? Well, I, you know, I've, I looked at that over the winter and I did have, um, a guy that was going to do it and redo the whole thing for me. And it was going to be quite a bit of money. Yeah. So at that point, you know, you gotta, you know, I've been doing this a long time, so I don't have anything to prove, so to speak. So I'm, I'm like, you know, sprint car cost, what do I want to do? And, uh, we decided to go with the sprint car route. So how do you t- tell me, go take me into the process. How do you go about, obtaining a sprint car do, do you reach out to some guys locally that do it uh you know uh facebook marketplace how, how do you go about uh, getting yourself into a sprint car well i i helped ethan out a little bit you know throughout the years just wrenching on the cars got to know him a little bit um and i i hung out with most of the guys you know in the pit area that race sprint cars and stuff so um dan cron had a car sitting around so i bought that um, Jason Whipple retired. So I bought some of his stuff and we just, you know, it was just pretty much word of mouth from my perspective. How, um, how is the, you know, getting things, you know, maintenance and how much of a transition has that been? You have to be meticulous. I mean, with the full fender car, you still had to do the maintenance on it, but there's so many. It, you got to be really meticulous with the sprint car from the injection to the, the fuel system to, you know, just everything is, you have to be spot on with that stuff. You can't make a mistake. So Saturday, are, are we bringing it to practice Saturday? Yeah. I just learned how to start the car last night. So <laughs> I, I was going to say, I just, I was just talking to, uh, you know, uh, that, that's going to be on the show later on in the program here. Uh, a young man who's going to be a rookie in the sportsman division 
And, you know, he said, man, these, these laps on Saturday are probably the most important laps we'll get for a while. Uh, and, and I thought of you, I thought, yeah, here's a guy going to sprint cars. You know, have you ever turned a lap in one before? I literally yesterday was the first time I had ever sat in one and started one. Wow. Okay. I, I didn't, I had no clue what I was doing. I just, <laughs> we pushed it down the road and hope for the best. <laughs> How do we feel now? um not too bad you know i guess it's like everything else it's going to be this was going to be a huge difference because full fender cars no matter whether it's a late model or a street stock or whatever you still sit on the left side of the car now i'm in the center of the car the steering wheel's right you know in your lap um so it's going to be this will probably be the biggest transition i've had in my life of racing well I, um, I wish that, uh, I'll, I'll probably be, you know, watching, uh, everybody's lap times up in the tower, but I, I might have to sneak out of the tower after your first session and come over and see if they can get the helmet off of your head after your first session. Yeah, I right. got to imagine that's going to be just a blast, man. I just, I just got to keep it going straight. That's all. <laughs> if I that's do right. that, I'm in good shape. <laughs> Oh man. Well, that's, that's, that's going to be, uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. I, when, um, when I saw the pictures come up on, on, on the, uh, the racing page on Facebook, I thought, wow, that is going to be awesome. Like, I mean, I, I, do you have any nerves at all? Um, not really. You know, now that I, I mean, I had more nerves yesterday trying to figure out how to start it than I actually am about getting in the car and racing it. Um, you know, you can go as slow as or as fast as you want to the first couple laps, but you always have an expectation of where you want to be. Yeah. So, um, you know, we'll go turn a couple laps and then make sure we're still on all fours. Is is it difficult? Because, you know, you, you, you take a driver like yourself who's, you know, had a lot of success over the years does does this coming into a new deal you know with a sprint car like does that really make you kind of take a step back and say we're not going to put a bunch of expectations on ourselves we're going to go have fun and and do what we've done all these years go to the races yeah there's definitely no expectations i mean you know if we go out there and run good great if we run middle of the pack i'm okay with that am i going to be happy at the end of the day that I'm running middle of the pack. No, because of the success that we've had in other, other avenues. Um, you always want to be, you know, you don't go to the track to finish last. Yeah. So, you know, we're going to go and we're going to try the best we can and hopefully we can, uh, you know, run towards top five and go from there. I, uh, I, I wanted to, you know, the other part, you know, you're obviously a, a racer at our track, but, um, you know, iFreeze has been a part of, of our uh, marketing partners and, and our program, you know, the last uh, several years now. And, um, you know, how, how are things, you know, first of all, thank you again for your support this year, but um, how are things uh, going business-wise? Business has been really good. You know, the last two to three years has really been a boom for us. Um, I hate to say it, but COVID actually helped our business. Um, you know, everybody went to the frozen food sections. Yeah. So, you know, nobody wanted to go grocery shopping, so they all wanted to get as much frozen stuff as they could. And and our customers saw that huge influx and it hasn't slowed down any. 
Well, I mean, that's see, that's the thing. I, I there, I don't know that there was really a middle ground during those last couple of years. Like it either, you know, really, really helped some businesses or it really put some through a struggle. And I don't know that there was really a middle ground for a whole lot of people. No, and it's funny you say that because our sister company down in Port Byron, they, they really got hurt by that. You know, they're fresh vegetables. Uh, and they really got hurt by it and here we are you know we're we're going the other way and they're going way down yeah so um we saw both sides of it yeah absolutely well i uh i'm 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 excited man Uh, i'm excited for you excited to to see how how everything you know pans out um you know have a lot of fun with this certainly and and you know we're talking about the car you, you got a lot of great folks i see on the side of that thing i want to give you an opportunity to talk about them as well well you know i gotta thank first and foremost i gotta thank jason quigley from quigley flooring um you know he's here in the shop with me he's been you know financial support wrenching on the cars um just anything i could ask from he does for me um and then i got cummings trucking again um let's see you got a couple of new ones quigley concrete which they came on board late last year with me um sykes motorsports he's actually my neighbor and does all my machining work that i need he's got all the equipment right in his garage um blue collar boys landscaping and um Another one that came on new this year is Eldridge's Son Scrap. Um, Jamie's been great to us. You know, he helps us out as much as he can. And then yeah. I-Freeze. Absolutely. Got to have I-Freeze on there, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, got to have that. But, you know, I got to have the support from my family and, and my girlfriend, Stacy. You know, she's been great doing all the posts and the shirts and, and all that stuff. And she puts up with me being in the shop. 24 7 pretty much the only one that might not be excited is my daughter Bryn. she's not too happy i'm in a sprint car this year oh okay you know she's one of my biggest fans and when i said i was getting a sprint car she just about killed me oh boy <laughs> so we'll see how that goes worried about dad no yeah she is yeah well i i um you know i think that that's you know no matter what what division you're in i i think there's a lot of conversations like that you know that happen throughout the pit area so i i i give a lot of respect to to you guys that you know have to you know talk about those things and you know we 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 never want to see that anybody you know i i know paul said uh, several times uh he has a good night when everybody gets in the car and goes home so, you are kidding, you know, yeah. and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they're your worst enemy. You never want to see anybody go through that at the track, you know? No, no. And, it, you know, it's like a family. So you try to do the best you can and, uh, you know, you always hope for the best. All right, man. Well, good luck with, uh, you know, final preparations here. Uh, we'll, we'll see you this weekend. And uh, like I said, man, uh, take a look around and enjoy those first laps. I, I, I can't imagine the excitement slash nerves slash uh, whatever might be uh, might, you know, competitive juices are going. Uh, have fun with it. All right. Thanks a lot, Steve. All right. Adam DePew joining us here on where legends are made. He's certainly made a lot of his own history over the years 
here at the Land of Legends. We're getting ready to start our 70th anniversary season, and we kick it off with open practice here uh, Saturday afternoon uh, into the evening, 4 o'clock to 8. So uh, be sure to uh, check us out. Uh, no live streaming this weekend. You want to come out and get that, as Bob Miller says, get that first snoot of race fuel. Come on out and uh, check us out this weekend. Uh, we'll be right back after these words. We've got Bear Grover. Rookie in the Sportsman Division, coming up next here on Where Legends Are Made. By the grace of God and 800 horsepower, it's time for the A-Main Interview of the Week. Well, that's right, race fans. We've got double a main interviews of the week for you this week here on where legends are made the official podcast of the land of legends raceway steve ovens here with you and joining us now for uh for his first interview here on the pod uh bear grover one of our sportsman competitors now uh, going to be the sterling lubricant sportsman at the land of legends bear grover joining us here he drives now, Barry, your car number is going to change this year, right? Yep, uh, it's going to be 34 this year, like we ran throughout carts. Okay, all right. So, going to be the uh, number 34 here for 2023. And and Bear, that's a great place to start. Um, you know, I I know there's quite a quite a deal of history uh, of of racing in your family, but where where did it all start for you? Um, I started when I was four. I think it was. Just about turning five, um, up at Paradise um, Speedway, started racing carts there. Um, yep. Is that that's probably got to be you know one of your earliest memories uh, of racing? I assume is is doing it yourself. Yeah. So earliest thing I guess I remember was the first day that I went up there was a practice day, just when the season was starting for my first drive in a cart. So I remember that pretty well. What um what was it that uh what was it that gave you the racing bug? Was it was it going there to to watch them that day and saying, "Hey, this is something I want to do." To be honest, it's, I guess it's been a lot of things. Before then, I would always uh watch movies about racing, play with cars when I was that age, stuff like that. And it was also something my dad did. He would talk about, and I seen his car when he had it for the short time that I was alive. Yeah, he sold it. I, that was my next question. I know, you know, he had a lot of success on dirt uh, and asphalt uh, running NASCAR yep. tour modifieds. Uh, but that was my next question was I, I couldn't remember if there was any overlap from when you were born to him racing the, the tour mod. So, yeah, there was a, li a little bit. I never actually ended up going to the races. I seen the car in the garage, though, because he got out of it for a while and then he bought the car, like, bought a new car. Once I was born, because a little bit, the few years before I was born, he wasn't racing. But like I said, he got the car back. I just kind of seen it in the garage and stuff. Never actually went to races, though. And, and for our listeners uh, that, you know, not familiar with, with Bear, uh, we're talking about his father, Travis Grover, who uh, who had a pretty cool nickname back in the day. I'm not going to lie. I was pretty jealous. Uh, the Rushville Rocket. Travis Grover. Now, Bear, I gotta ask: is that uh, is that a name that 
has ever crossed over to you or, or do you have your own kind of racing nickname? Well, not yet, but um, a few people uh, back in carts, the camera people and stuff, a few people at a few tracks too. Call me the wheel man. That's the only thing I've got so far. Okay. All right. I like that. I like that. We'll work on that. Um, you know, something that's interesting that, that I know about you is, is that, you know, you're a, you're a big F1 fan. Uh, is that yep. still the case? Yeah, I do still watch a lot of that. What, what was it that drew you to F1? Um, so basically my whole life I was in NASCAR and over racing and I, I never really got into the sport, never knew, really knew a lot about them. But, um, my dad found a thing about, uh, Senna, Ayrton Senna who raced back in eighties, nineties and stuff. I watched that. I seen so many things. I seen me and him in a way. I just really kind of liked the sport a lot after that kind of got into it because of him. That's I, I I I thought that was so interesting when I learned that about you is you know I I feel like in terms of popularity F one is really growing in popularity here in the states, but it is yeah for a young person like yourself I don't know a lot of young people that you know prior to uh, things like the Netflix series that that's out you know I, I didn't know a lot of young people that were into F one so it's you know you kind of. You kind of strike me as a, a bit of an old soul. I don't know if you've been called that before. Yeah. A few times, maybe. Yeah. Um, do, do you have a particular driver uh, currently in F1 that, that you like to follow? Uh, Max Verstappen. Okay. He seems like he's kind of the standard right now. Yeah, he's probably one of the more aggressive drivers, I'd say. Okay. And, and you know, talking about F1, it's a, it's a pretty good transition because, you know, you, we talked about, you know, your your start in go-karts, how you started your racing career. But, you know, you didn't you, – you had a lot of success on dirt, no doubt. Yeah. Um, but but then you made a kind of a transition to, to racing a lot of, uh, you know, pavement road course uh, stuff in the kart as well. Yeah, we did that maybe like two years, maybe one and a half years. I enjoyed it, but I don't know. I just kind of wanted to move into a bigger car, I guess, faster. But but no doubt, we had a lot more success in the dirt. Didn't do bad on the asphalt, but not as good as I hoped to do. I was going to ask about that because, you know, I talked to you last season in the pits and you know, you, you kind of related that, you know, you, you wanted to, to get into the dirt car and, and, and things like that. Um, yep. it, what, what is it, you know, you've been in the car several times now, got a couple wins with the new legend sportsman. What, um, what, what is the, what is it that, that you just love about the, the dirt car you're in now? What, what's that thing that, you know, really just gets you excited about going to the track now? Well, for me, I mean, obviously the car is a car. It's faster. It's bigger. There's more competition. There's you can get your name out better. Like my first time on the car was so different. I was so um, confused with the steering. I had so much play with the steering compared to when I was on a cart. But it had took a while to get used to that. Once you get the car to bite, get the setup right, it's fun to drive. And and you really you really took to it 
quite well. Um, you know, the first couple nights that you guys came out to to run at Land of Legends, I, you know, you could see it just like you see in in every rookie driver. There was a a period of time where it took you, you know, some laps to get acclimated. But by season's end, it really seemed like you were gaining a, a pretty decent comfort level with it. Yeah, there was a few, few times setup-wise. We got it right a few times. It could have been, like, maybe the setup was not adjusted to the track right. But we were checking lap times and stuff. Um, I For our final, I'm not sure which race it was, but for the final when I was running the New Legends, I would have been second place throughout racing lap times with the real sportsmen. But... um. My one sportsman race I did have there in the sportsman class, uh, I felt like that could have been a good race, but uh, about maybe lap 10, 15 breaks went out in the car. So oh, it's going to be challenging this year because don't have much experience in sportsman because I ran the outlaw race once. But. Yeah. What, um, what is, what is the thing, you know, going into this year? I mean, this will be all different for you, you know, running with the, with the sportsman division, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of good competition there. What, what is the, the big thing, uh, that you have, you know, or, or that you and your crew have talked about, about, you know, this is an area where, where we want to, you know, make some improvements right out of the gate. Um, so improvements, biggest improvement I think I can make, I really need to stay consistent and I need to learn passing skills. Like, and I guess you could say how to make a bump with someone without screwing yourself up and making a clean pass at the same time. So I guess passing is a big thing because I haven't done a lot of it, but hope I catch on soon. How, how excited are you to, to get going? Uh, you know, we're, we're going to have some awesome weather this week and race season's almost upon us. Yeah, I'm really excited. A little bit nervous, but more excited. What What is the, up to now, what, what do you think the best piece of advice that, that you've gotten so far has been? Well, I guess drive the car how you want to, not how other people think you should do it. You know, both solely just adjust to the car. Yeah. I, I saw recently you guys posted a picture of what the car will look like this year and, you know, got those uh, primary colors, you know, you got a lot of red, a lot of yellow there. Yep. Is is the design of the car or the color scheme, is that something that you put a lot of input into or I know some Yeah, drivers, me and my dad figured that out. Okay, okay. I know some I kinda... drivers that'll just go to the graphics guy and say, Hey, just come up with something that looks good. But I, I wondered how involved you're in, in the process. Nope. Uh, a lot of it, we were looking at the cars up in the Syracuse car show scene. That took a little bit. Originally going to do kind of a plain design, but I guess I decided we should add some yellow to it. Switch it up. And and with, you know, the de debut and what the car is going to look like and everything, I know you guys got a new sponsor on board that's uh yep. you know been a great supporter to a lot of you know race teams and and the track itself too um tell us a little bit about uh about your new sponsor signing yeah we gotta give a huge thanks to van border trucking on there um they're new on the car this year first sponsored by someone besides the 
Grover businesses like Amanda Grover Real Estate, Grover Property Group. But yeah, huge thanks to Van Bortle Trucking, Ike Van Bortle. Gonna help us out a lot. And and I know too that, you know, a big part of you know making this whole racing program go around is you know, you're, you're doing a lot of this work, uh, on the car yourself. You know, you, you, you're not just jumping in the car on race night. I, I know, uh, you know, mom and dad have really instilled a, a great work ethic with you. So I, I, you know, you're, you're one of these drivers that yes, you know, bear might be a young guy, but man, you're out there in the shop turning wrenches and, and learning what this car does and why it does what it does. Yeah. It's basically, it's just been me and my dad to put the car together and stuff got it all ready me and my dad did what uh, tell us about the car you guys are bringing this year uh 2023 thick nail car um pretty much it's pretty much done we bought it just as the roll cage or i guess you could say a chassis and everything got everything onto it only step now is um doing a setup uh scaling it that stuff uh practice this weekend uh, on the agenda Yep, we're going to practice. We're going to end up going to practice this weekend. That's the plan. Awesome. And um, racing the weekend after that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, th this practice uh, day on Saturday, that those will be big laps for, for you. You know, not, you know, we got the new car and, yep. and, and just getting seat time for you. So the, this practice day, you know, I know it's valuable for, you know, let's say some of the veterans of the track that want to come shake the car down. But for drivers like yourself, these are valuable laps that that you don't get on race night. Yeah, for for me, it's going to be just me learning the car, adjusting to it, and figuring out for us what a good setup works, what I can adjust to setup-wise. That's really anything we can think of for practice, really important laps. Are in terms of looking at you know this season, are, are you a goals-oriented driver? Do you do you have any big goals that that you want to accomplish this year? Have you guys talked about that or is this more about, yep. you know, getting out there and being competitive? So I guess the biggest goals I want, I have, I, I want to get some wins for this season. Um, I really hope to get some wins in it, have some success, finish up front and be consistent. That'd be the best, best goal. I guess I have. Awesome. Hey, uh, I want to give you, we talked about uh, the sponsors on the car this year. Uh, I want to give you a chance to to give a shout out to anybody, you know, any crew, any any family that's uh, helping out with the race team this year. Yeah, we, we're going to have a lot of people this year. Um, I hope to. Last year, uh, Rich Gordon, he helped us out. Um, a few friends of mine came. Um his name's Brevin, Brevin Cummings. His dad, Brian Cummings, came. I want to think of everyone that helped us. But we hope to have more this year because it's going to be a lot. We're in this, this class. going to be busy. My grandpa, um, you guys probably know him as Randy Grover. He helped a lot. Came to, like, I think all the races. Um, I think that's all. Might be more. I don't want to forget any, but, yep. Awesome. And I know that, you know, mom dad your siblings uh you, you know what's cool is and and we see this with so many race drivers and their families it's really a family affair everybody makes uh makes a night out of it and and comes out and has a good time yeah i can agree with that my dad likes to go he likes racing i do I love driving the car my sister does she likes to go to the races watch 
Um, my little sister, I think she does. Um, my Awesome. mom. Yep. Good deal, man. Well, uh, any, any, um, anything else that, that you want to cover here? I, I appreciate the time to join us on the podcast. I, I really wanted to try to reach out to some, some new names and faces that, you know, have either started coming to the track or will start coming to the track this year. And, and you're certainly on that list coming in as a, as a sportsman rookie. So we, uh, we wish you a lot of luck and, And uh, man, enjoy the enjoy the the practice on Saturday. I know there'll be some some great seat time for you. So enjoy it. All right. Yep. Thank you for letting me come on here. That's all All I right. got. There we go, folks. Bear Grover joining us here on where legends are made. Uh, and when we say legends, it's not just the legendary drivers and the crews, man. It's it's all the everybody involved, the fans, new drivers coming into the fold. Bear Bear certainly. Uh, fits into to that mold and and, I, and I'm telling you I, I followed his progress all the way from go-karts all the way up here to sportsman bear grover is going to be a name that you're going to remember for years to come uh, you know he's he's always done he's always worked hard he's always been successful uh, at anything that he set out to accomplish so keep your eyes on that 34 car this year We'll step aside. When we come back, we'll give you an opportunity to win a pair of passes to opening night at the Land of Legends. Stay tuned. You're listening to Where Legends Are Made. Land of Legends fans, want to win some swag? Listen up for this week's Dash for Cash. That's right. We're going to wrap up this week's podcast with a dash for cash. And it's your opportunity to win a pair of passes for opening night for the general admission section. And it's going to be a trivia question. So you got to uh, work your knowledge, work whatever resources you might uh, be able to find out there to answer this week's trivia question. Now, Uh, do not comment with the answer on the Facebook page or wherever it is that you might be tuning into. Or if you're watching on YouTube, do not comment with your answer. Entries will only be accepted through private message on the Land of Legends Raceway Facebook page. And here is the trivia question. Which sportsman driver won at the Land of Legends Raceway May 31st, 1953, And also won the sportsman title in 1953. Same driver. All you got to do is send us a private message with that driver's name. And that will enter you. All correct guesses will be drawn for a pair of passes to opening night, April 22nd. What sportsman driver won on opening night, May 31st, 1953, and also won the sportsman title in the same year? You give us that name uh, on a private message to the Land of Legends Raceway Facebook page, you'll be entered for a chance to win on this week's Dash for Cash. That is what we've got for you this week. want to uh, send a shout-out to Adam Depew as well as Bear Grover for joining us as guests on the podcast this week. If you've got a driver that you'd like to hear from, on where legends are made. We're always open to suggestion. Uh, whatever driver that would interest you to hear on the podcast, we're 
more than happy to reach out to them and uh, you know provide some content uh, that interests all the listeners out there. So if you got a driver that you haven't heard from or your favorite driver you want to hear from again, uh, send us a message, let us know, and uh, we will work on uh, getting that driver here on the podcast for you. But until next week, we will have, uh, again, our preview episode for opening night 2023, our 70th anniversary season. My name is Steve Oven saying thank you for joining us. Thanks for listening. Subscribe, like our videos on YouTube, as well as subscribing to the podcast and get those automatic podcast downloads on uh, wherever it is that you download podcasts from. We're, we're available on several different platforms. Uh, so check us out there. Appreciate you tuning in. And we'll see you Saturday for opening practice. Again, April 15th, gates open at 2. Practice from 4 to 8. We'll see you over in the pits or on the grandstand side. Thanks for tuning in. Land of Legends Raceway fans, tune in each and every week of the racing season to Where Legends Are Made, a podcast dedicated to covering the drama, excitement, and hear from the drivers from your favorite dirt track. Stephen Ovens and Brad Ovens walk you through the week that was Where Legends Are Made. Subscribe on Apple or Google Podcasts and visit landoflegendspodcast.com. Fans of Land of Legends Raceway and the Where Legends Are Made podcast, We've got a great opportunity for you to feature your business. We have opportunities here to sponsor where legends are made. We have all different features of the podcast. You can pick to be a sponsor of one of our heat races. Maybe you want your business name attached to the top 10 read-offs for the week. Maybe you want your business to be the one that's heard when we play our highlight of the week. Maybe you're a history buff. You want to sponsor heat with three where we talk about this week in Land of Legends Raceway history. Maybe you want to be the A-Main sponsor. So when we interview our main driver of the week, you want to get your business out in front of that. We've got plenty of opportunities for you to do so, and we can work inside of any budget. And believe me, if you're listening to this and you're saying, oh, I don't think my business has the advertising budget to sponsor a podcast, believe me, we can fit inside of anybody's advertising budget. Get your business a little bit of advertising here on where legends are made. Contact us right here on the Land of Legends Raceway Facebook page if you're interested and put your business in front of all of our fans where legends are made. 